to a, we're like halfway through the season now, episode of the Week of Wire. Um, pretty much every team has hit the 40-game mark. We just had a big-time trade between the Pacers and the Raptors that we we're going to start off with first. Um, the East. Yes. Uh, New contender is at the table. I would agree, on the, in the East at least. Um, the Raptors finally... Um, go full rebuild. They have gotten rid of Siakam for three first round picks. Uh, they got Bruce Brown in the trade, Jordan Nora, um, someone else, maybe I'm not sure. Um, Brown's probably gonna be gone by the deadline. Yeah, Bruce Brown was he, he has a player option as well. I'm assuming he wants to play for a contender. Um, and so he made, and I think the, the GM. The Raptors GM Masai Ujiri said they are not done making moves, so expect to see some more. So they've got now they've got quickly um, Barnes and Barrett as their core, pretty much. Um, and they got three first round picks from the Pacers for Siakam, who is heading to Indiana um, to play alongside Halliburton. Uh, I think you're slightly a bigger tri- a bigger fan of this. Tra- I actually really like this trade with Toronto, just considering, like. Okay. In the past, they've they've let Van Vliet go for nothing, um, which I think was a huge misstep, and that kind of made this year sort of into this like weird mode where they weren't they knew they weren't quite good to even compete for a playoff spot probably, but then you know you went half the season, but now now you're letting Barnes kind of run things on its own, which I really like. So I'm glad that they I think they got a good haul for him honestly. But um, what do you what do you think about the Pacer side of things? And and you said this puts them as a contender so yeah I, mean, I think it truly does put them as a contender now um to me it kind of puts them um i mean i think it was reddick that was talking about just like how good of a fit it is offensively for them in terms of like their transition packages because they love to run um siakam loves to run we obviously have last few years uh, it's been a little bit, maybe in the last couple of years, it's been a little tougher to see um, just with how, I guess, disjointed Toronto has been. Um, but, I mean, even going back to, like, that 20, 2019 run when Siakam kind of exploded onto the scene, um, it like, his transition game, his finishing in transition, his willingness to run in transition was all just stuff that stood out. I think numbers-wise, uh, I believe he is getting – I think it's either the most layups and dunks in transition in the league, or he's definitely up there. Halliburton compliments that perfectly. A uh, very willing passer, great passer, um, has the most, I believe, assists in transition uh, this season. And so when they're going to be looking to push the pace, um, and, you know, it's just going to be really dangerous against them. And that's, you know, not just off steals. I, I would look for them to run even off made baskets, right? Like you're looking at Siakam leaking out, and then all of a sudden you're getting, you know, 10, 15 points a game just off transition play. And, and that stuff can, you know, change playoff games. You know, when you're struggling to score, and especially we've kind of seen it in the East, that's probably the biggest problem that all the contenders out of the East have is that sometimes it gets bogged down. The offenses and the half court start slowing down, start making bad decisions. The defenses ramp up, kind of get keyed in on. And uh, so if you can get those transition points consistently, uh, then it makes a big, big difference. You kind of just free up your offense a lot. Uh, I think it helps from the defensive standpoint as well, get a little bit more size in there. Uh, the wing defense is is 
probably one of the weaknesses, one of the main weaknesses that Indiana has. Now, to be fair, Indiana defensively has been rocky this season. And so it's not necessarily going to just, you know, Siakam doesn't just come in and, and completely fix all those issues. Uh, but I think given the offensive versatility that he's going to offer them, uh, and even in the half court, I think it helps them out a lot to just have a guy that um, has really taken a step in the last couple of years in terms of his own uh, half court game and just kind of being able to go to him and ISO. It's not just the Halliburton show anymore. Um, and so I think that's going to help a lot for them. Uh, they need some more shot creators. They have a lot of shooters, um, but just having that that extra shot creation, I think, is going to help take a lot of pressure off Halliburton. Uh, and I think it's also kind of again, uh, you know, going to help them in the playoffs having a guy that that's proven he's you know been there, done that. Um, and then from Siakam's side, I think we've seen, a, uh, I guess a, a stinted, stilted version of him. Uh, I, I don't know what the exact word is there. Stunted, stunted. Yes. Um, of him, yes. Where, uh, you know, just within the scope of, of Toronto's offense, I think people have talked about Nick Nurse's maybe offensive lack of imagination at times in Toronto. There's definitely a lack of players and lack of skill that was playing alongside Siakam in the last couple of years as well. Um, and so maybe we haven't seen what he can do with a little bit more space. And if you want space, I, I don't think there's a better team in the league to get that. Uh, than Indiana. I don't think uh, his, you know, relative, I guess, lack of shooting is really going to hurt this team. Uh, you're also kind of, you know, given the trade was for Bruce Brown, um, you know, if it's mostly those minutes kind of going away um, and then Siakam coming in, then, you know, you're not really missing out too much from a, or you're not really downgrading uh, from a spacing standpoint. So I, I really like it for him. Uh, I think they they if they want to contend this year, they needed to go out and make a trade just like this one, um, and they did. And and now it's you know just again, how much do you believe in Halbert? And I think that I was slow to get on that train, uh, but I mean the level that he's maintained this whole year has just been so good um, that it, it's hard for me to look look over this team, you know, because this is the one team, like I said, that offensively it feels like they're going to get it done, you know, one way or another. And it just feels like, can some of these East teams keep up with them? And I, I don't know, even some of the top guys, top dogs in the East, they all have their problems. You know, we've seen all these teams stall out at times offensively, give up big leads offensively. Um, you know, you think about Boston last year in the playoffs, Milwaukee last year in the playoffs, last couple of years in the playoffs. Um, you know, so you start looking at all that and I, I feel pretty good with, uh, what Indiana's got going on. I feel, uh, I feel like they can definitely surprise a team or two, especially, you know, if you're not worried about them, uh, I think it might be, might be time to get, get worried. Yeah. I mean, uh, Halliburton express, I've been on it. I think that they have the they have the best offense in the league by a lot. Uh, I think they're at their their offensive rating is 126. I just looked that up. Um, with this trade, it's probably going to approach like 130. I mean, I don't think the offense is going to get worse. And I think what you said about the defense is probably more important. Um, he is a big body. Uh, the thing that's underrated about Siakam too is he plays a lot of minutes. Um, he, like through through those nurse years, he was playing a ton of minutes, and he's really durable. Um, he, he doesn't miss a lot of games, um, and I think his little his little high post floater stuff is something you can go to at the end of these games. But 
yeah, I, I think the, I think the point about like if they wanted to contend this year, this is what they had to do: get someone like him. And um, and you're seeing it with with like Memphis, like they they think they have this huge window, and then this is this is the season has become a lost season for them, where they probably had high, really high expectations, but because of injuries, and really because of injuries, but because of the job jaw, jaw off court, and then when he comes back, he's out for the year like a week later. So um, even with these super young teams and you know, this is the first year the pace. This is like year one of the Pacers being like a, like even really sniffing the play in. Like even last year, they weren't very close um, to, to being in the playoffs at least. So um, this is like year one of that for them. But I think you've seen that these windows for these young teams that you're expecting to have like these to be like, oh, in three years, they'll be there. Um, sometimes that's not the case because of things you can't control. And, um, yeah, I mean the picks three three first round picks. When you look at it, it seems like a lot. That's why I like it for Toronto too. Um, but you know, if you believe you're going to be good, those picks are not going to be very great. They're going to be probably in the twenties for even the twenty twenty six one. If you if I mean that's only two year two drafts from now. So um, yeah. you're thinking that t- you think this team is going to at least be like a forty win team by then, at, at, unless some crazy trades happen with their Halbert leaves or something like that. But they just signed them to that huge extension, so. Um. Yeah, I like it for them. I think that the, really the sky's the limit for the offense. Um, and you get you get Siakam, who's you know throughout his career, um, not really in the finals run, but once Kawhi left, he's become this playmaker. Um, that you can use as sort of secondary creation because right now in Indiana, those guys are really, it's really been Nembhard and McConnell, um, who are good at running second units but if you've got a team who's somehow able to take out Halliburton um or like make Halliburton score or something like that um that's where Siakam could really help you because he's capable as a scorer he's not really one of those guys who's going to score like 40 points um but he's capable as a passer certainly and can you could run the offense through him so yeah I, I I think I think it's a I think the last two trades we've seen have been good trades for both teams this Raptors next trade with with Barrett and, and Obi and then um, this trade, but um, and, and then Raptors side of things, they said they're not done. Um, it's kind of unclear what that means. I, I would assume if they're trying to rebuild, that would mean trading Pirtle to someone because um, yeah. they're keeping Barnes and they're keeping all these guys that were that they just acquired. So I don't know what other pieces teams are really looking for unless it's like a Gary Trent. Or like a maybe Gary Trent to like the Lakers or some team that needs shooting. Yeah. Um, so it's probably going to be a smaller, smaller move there. Um, but I mean, clearly they're just trying to consolidate picks and um, push, push them, kick the bucket down the road, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, okay. So well, I will say also, just like I guess from the defensive standpoint, like I. I don't think Indiana really had a number one like point of attack defender, especially for some of the wings. Uh, no, it was really like Neesmith, and he's Neesmith, fine, Mathern, but... sort of. But like, eh. yeah, yeah. So um, that that's gonna make a big, big, big difference. I, I think that's probably the biggest um, difference that you're gonna see come playoff time. Yeah, and one thing that Indiana does super well is they they don't allow threes. Like they don't allow teams to shoot threes, which is an interesting strategy. It's kind of the opposite of what the Bucks have done. Uh, especially when they had when they had Coach Bud, um, where they were kind of just shutting down the rim and allowing the threes. But Indiana is just not allowing teams to shoot threes, and they're like, we're going to shoot a bunch of threes on the other side and hope the math works out for us in that way. So we'll see if that continues. And I'm sure it will, because Carlisle's a 
coach who usually sticks to his principles. Um, yeah, he does. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. <laughs> well, mostly for good. I think I think he's mostly. he's in the good, he's on the good side. Um, all right, that's the team in a great situation. I want to talk about the team that I think is in the worst situation in the league, and it's not the Pistons. Um, I think say the Hawks, right there. I know it is, but I really do. I think I think the Hawks are are worse off. Um, they're bottom five in defense right now. Um, after this upcoming year, they don't have their first. They don't have their own first round pick until twenty twenty eight. Um. And that's because they gave up three for this DeJounte Murray trade that they made in summer 2022, um, which has really been a disaster. Um, and people sort of point towards other big trades that have been made, like the the Nets trades that they made for for Kyrie. And um, even like the Gobert trade last year was, was said to be like a horrible trade. And now that's pretty much working out for the Wolves. But um, they, give, they did give up a ton of picks for Murray. Um, and you can afford to be a bottom five defensive team like the Kings were last year if you have a top three offense, but they're just eighth on offense. Um, they lose a ton of games they shouldn't. They got blown out by the Wizards by 30 um, last week when they when the Hawks had everybody. Um, and they, they only put up – they put up less than 100 on the Wizards, which should be possible. Um <laughs> They are $20 million of the cap. They're looking into DeJounte Murray trades. There's been some Spurs talk. There's been a lot of Lakers talk lately, um, which is sad considering they got this guy less than two years ago. Um, yeah. And Trey and Murray's contracts expire. Trey's is going to expire in 2027, and Murray's expire in 2028. So between now and then, you're kind of thinking, oh, we gotta, if we gotta maximize, we gotta contend, get this window, and they've tried to do things, and just none of it has worked. Um, and Trey, by the way, this season, he's still awful defensively. He's shooting thirty-five percent from three. Sadiq Bay, who they got to be a shooter, um, you'd like to see him at like, you know, forty. He's at thirty-three percent, um, so he's been pretty bad. They're holding on to Capella, who has declined a lot. Um, and they have a Kongwu who they wanted, I think they wanted to slide into that Capella spot and maybe trade Capella and get some more assets, but he's he's shown he wasn't ready, despite him being a guy that we really liked. Um and you just think like two years removed from their run to the conference finals where um it just seemed like they had so many guys that can hurt you. Herder's gone. Um Bogdanovich is still there, he's not really the same guy, he's hurt all the time. Um, Trey is just much worse as a shooter and teams have I mean they haven't been in the playoffs so you can't really like you can't even like they weren't in the playoffs last year so this didn't really come to fruition but like if they were he would become targeted on defense Murray's dropped off spectacularly defensively um, and you thought like Quinn Snyder would come in, they'd put in an offensive system that really works. And like, this should be a top three offensive team. It should, they, they have Trey, they have all the shooting. Um, they have a secondary creator. They play really fast. Um, and their defense just leaks. And the fact that they're not top five is really sad. The only bright spot is Jalen Johnson. Um, he gets a ton of rebounds. He's pretty active. They missed him for a little bit this season, but they're like 10 games under 500. 
and it's pretty clear they're not even going to make the plan or really get anywhere close if if this doesn't turn around. So I, th- I think it's I think it has the potential to get really ugly here. Um, I kind of I'm kind of hoping for their sake that they do trade Murray, um, because I think if you could somehow turn that into a wing, that would be great. If it's the Lakers, you're probably not going to do that. It's probably going to be Hachimura and some other stuff, or Eesh. like it's not going to be you know star level players. Um, I know there was like make, I, I will yeah. say that they will probably make the plan because the teams they're fighting for the plan spots are, are just as bad, if not worse. So yeah. True. And they were in the playoffs last year. I don't know. I was thinking, I think I was thinking of a different time, but um, yeah. And they played the Celtics, you know, decently, decently well, but don't fight. It's just all the momentum that like they should have. And like you think this is a team that's like up and coming and they've just kind of gotten progressively worse. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toronto's not. You had a lot of faith in them, I think, after 2021. No, I definitely did, and I had I I thought they would bounce back this year and probably be like a six seed or somewhere in that range, yeah, and it just right. hasn't happened. And I feel like they're like we're gonna get to the plan, and they're just gonna lose to like the Heat again or something, and <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. all over again. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. That bottom of the East is pretty bad. Um, Brooklyn's kind of fallen off. Um, Toronto, with the moves that they've made, is kind of committing to losing. So, yeah, they could definitely make the plan, but um, it's rough. I, I don't know. I, I think I think if I was a Hawks fan, I'd be really, like, distraught. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, especially you look over and you see what Indiana's doing, you see what Orlando's doing this year, you see what the Knicks and Cavs have been doing the last couple of years. And yeah, the fact that like so, Orlando yeah, is just so much better than them is like is pretty sad considering Orlando was like on the timeline they were on yeah. was so much farther. Like was like Orlando was one of the worst teams in the league like two years ago, and now they're they've already jumped you. And the same with the Pacers, really. Weirdly, I mean they do have the um they have the head-to-head on Orlando this year. They they beat Orlando last night. Um, yeah, it was close, but I mean they they have the head-to-head over them. Um, and I'm just checking if they have the head-to-head over any other uh, playoff teams that they're kind of fight against. But yeah, I don't know. I can't pull those numbers up that quick, but. By far, like the, um, like the Heat are nine and zero in the Southeast Division, wow. which is nice because they get to beat up on all the bad teams. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, and the Hawks are eleven or nineteen against the East as a whole, so it's pretty rough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Hunter's missed some games. He was a guy that, you know, he was, he was, I think he was the fourth overall pick in his draft. Um, he's a guy that's like, he's expected to be a good scoring wing and he's just kind of been a complimentary piece. He had that one good playoff game in Miami um, where they almost avoided the sweep. And that's kind of been the highlight of his career so far. Um, just a lot of guys that haven't panned out, like kind of a Kongwu, like one more year to see it and 
you think I mean I'm I'm surprised Capella isn't gone already. They got rid of Collins. Um after Hold he on, wanted the max. They didn't give it to him. But Capella, I just don't know if teams are all that interested right now. That's a tough market for Capella. I think yeah, I think I think OKC is probably aiming higher and younger with like they yeah. definitely need a backup they need a backup center, someone who's physical. Um yeah. but like they're probably going after someone like Claxton potentially or like Yeah, I like that a lot more for him. Yeah, like someone 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 younger, someone who's more of like a prototypical rim protector or like a Miles mm-hmm. Turner or something like that, although Indiana's probably not looking to trade Turner um no. after the move they just made. So anyway, yeah. that's my Hawks rant. Um we can talk about the Warriors next, who have been disappointing as well. Um, they lost this game in Memphis on MLK Day, where Memphis didn't have Ja or Bain or Smart, and obviously Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark. The only really like quote unquote star they had is Jaron Jackson. Um, I mean, this guy Gigi Jackson was lighting up the Warriors. Like they have their they have their backup point guard with the Afro, and I forget his name already. But like they they were bombing threes in the Warriors. The Warriors were kind of never in this game, um, and their offense is just not where it was. And their defense has been horrible. They're twenty fifth in defense, which is not something that we've ever seen from this war from like since. You know, since like the 2015 range when they were um, first like coming onto the scene when they when they won their first title, um, yeah. like their defense has been pretty consistently good. Um, and their lineups right now, they have to they kind of have to start two non shooters no matter what they do, because um, you've got Steph, Clay, Draymond, and then you have to kind of pick two of Podminski, Looney, Jackson Davis, or Kaminga. You have to pick two of those four. Um, you can't pick CP3 because he's out for another probably like four weeks. And with CP3, like who knows? Um, and Gary Payton's not an option. Um, and then Wiggins has just been horrible. I mean, he's under 30% from three. He had what, three good games? He had like two weeks where he's kind of good. He started off horrible. He had a couple good games. And then, yeah, and then he – now he averages four rebounds a game after being someone who was, like, rebounding the hell out of the ball um, in the 2022 finals running. He was the second-best player on a championship team, and he's just reverted back to – it's not even, like, the Wiggins that we saw in Minnesota that was, like, super disappointing with the shot selection and stuff. It's just the guy who's, like, not good on defense and yeah. isn't even isn't even, like – doing the minimum of like spacing the floor. Like it's very weird how fast he's like reverted, especially for a guy who like got the change of scenery that he needed and yeah. Yeah. won a title to just go back to like just worse off than honestly he was in Minnesota. And um you know Draymond Draymond just came back from his thing um his latest incident um i'm just kind of surprised nothing happened in memphis considering like considering like all the baggage that he has with them and like yeah. the rivalry there like 
I think the next yeah. time, I don't know if they if they ever play the Wolves again. I don't know if they do, but if they play the Wolves again, I think totally see something happening. Um, they just got him back, and he, I mean, he's obviously he's going to improve their defense um, to an extent, but he's still a non-shooter that you've got to play. And Steph is Steph is carrying a ridiculous load. Steph hasn't missed any games really. If Steph misses like, if Steph missed ten games, they would lose all ten. Like. They cannot – they're already under 500. They're like five games under, I think. Um, their assistant coach just died, which is tragic. Um, yeah, no, they're going through a tough time. Yeah, uh, and their their last two games have got postponed. So, they're, at earliest, they're probably going to play like Monday or Tuesday of next week. So, so, a lot of stuff has gone wrong internally um, between the Draymond stuff and – you know, obviously that 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 disaster that happened in Utah to, to them, but um, I mean, time is ticking. Like they they kind of need one of these one of the, two of these West teams to drop out. Whether it's like Houston, whether you're you're banking on a Zion injury, whether you're banking on a Clippers total collapse or Kyrie, like pledges to Hamas or something like I don't I don't know you're you're betting you're betting like something like absolutely crazy happening to 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 totally ruin one of these teams in front of you um because that's a great example man. yeah I mean it's like like it's been too long without him saying something completely crazy so it could no, be coming, that's pretty, maybe, coming. Maybe, maybe, coming. maybe he's cured maybe he's cured I don't think so um so yeah, I think they're in twelve. They're in eleventh right now. They're in twelfth. Like they need Lakers. Lakers. Oh, sorry, yeah, 12, the, yeah. yeah, so Lakers are eleventh, right? No, Lakers are tenth. Rockets are eleventh, and the Jazz. Okay, so the Lakers passed. The Lakers passed them. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Jazz. The Jazz are now over five hundred, and they were going to play the Jazz. Um, and and they will because the game got postponed. So that's a big yeah, game. The Jazz decided to start playing basketball. Kind of, kind of weird. Kind of crazy, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I was. I think if I think if they sustain, we'll talk about them a little more. I don't know. I, like, we'll have to. Yeah. They're two. They're two games over, but they went. They're they're like nine and one in their last ten. So they've been really impressive. Marketing's been really good. Shut down all the trade rumors, but I mean, what do you think about this Warriors team? Like, what what's the like? Do you think they're done? Like, I think they're done contending in the Steph Curry era. Yeah, I mean, you were you were bold enough to say it. I, I think Steph still got one more championship in him, so I can't write him off, and and I can't imagine that he would leave. Uh, but at the same time, like that involves some hard decisions within the franchise, and I, I don't know that that franchise may just be a little too you know, just clinging on to their guys right now. You know? Yeah, uh, I think that's what's gonna do it. I think it has doomed them, and I think that's what's gonna. Yeah, Literally and you, you gotta ball. know you gotta know when it's time to you know your your guys have kind of faded and I mean Clay was was really on his last legs there for that championship run and I mean we've only seen him get worse and I mean you know Draymond Draymond's problems have kind of gone up um, defensively I mean he's still a monster he he changes how that team plays defensively when he's on the court. But if you can't stay on the court for other reasons, then yeah, it's it becomes a problem, you know, and uh, distraction, and it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd go so far to say as as Golden State's done overall. I, I really do think that they'll find some way to put the pieces around Steph to get it done. I mean, Steph is still 
uh, I mean, when he hits that high gear, man, like it, it's still, it's still the same stuff. You know, it's still the guy that captures your imagination and hits shots that you can't believe somebody would even take, let alone make. Um, but yeah, they, they got to find some way to get him a second guy that can create and can really play. They have some good young pieces. They've had some guys that have come in and shown flashes but yeah there's just no consistency right like i mean even with kaminga it feels like every two weeks you're flip-flopping oh he's good no no he's bad you know um there's a lot of hype with what like moses moody got a lot of hype early in the season i want to say mm-hmm. he's uh, hearing his name a lot um so yeah i mean they just got a lot of guys that uh just need to kind of play consistently podjemski's shown flashes but like same deal, Trace, uh, the guy from Indiana, Trace Jackson Davis. He had, I mean, what, like a coming out party, it felt like, against Boston. He was all over Yeah, that place. was a great, that was an awesome game. And, that, I, I mean, after watching oh, that, that game, game, I was, was like. turn around their season, man. I yeah, I was like, really this still has it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, they just can't, can't maintain. And then, yeah, I mean, the CB3 injury really, really hurts. Um, and then, yeah, of course, with, with the assistant coach, uh, what happened to him now it's yeah i mean they, this is gonna be a, this is a season that they just gotta get get through now that's what it feels like you know um they're gonna be kind of going through the motions trying to ride it out but uh no nah, I, I don't think this is the last time that that we've seen steph you know uh, going deep in the playoffs you know i just i can't believe it just yet i don't, I don't think he's at that age yet where i, I could write him off but that franchise needs a, a reboot for sure. I hope not. Um, and I think – I hope it isn't last time, but I think – Yeah, man, he's still the best player in the league to watch, man. When he's hot, there's nothing else. It's not nothing a step thing. I mean, I, I'd still have him as a top three guy. I just think that, yeah. you know, they've held – I think Clay has his moments. He has his, like, two-week streak when he hits, like, five threes a game for five games in a row or whatever, but he – Can't maintain it's few and far between, and he's he doesn't really move the way he used to on defense, and they've kind of held on for too long. Um, you know, if there was some talk about Draymond signing with like the Kings in the offseason, um, some other some other teams, then maybe that maybe that would have been what was best. But um, I mean, you see what happened to Jordan Poole, like. Now he's on the Wizards. He's been awful. Uh, yeah. People thought he was going to average like 25 a game. It's nothing even close to that. And um, yeah, I, I mean, like if the war, like the, let's say the Warriors make the playoffs, who are they beating in the West? No one. Yeah, I don't know. Like if the if the roster is what it is, and there there's there's Siakam talk about about with them and obviously that's over so i don't really see that and they're not a team to like shake up their roster in the middle of the season like they've never really done that they haven't had to but Uh, yeah i don't really see it and granted they have the new gm now and uh dunleavy but um because bob myers is going to be going to run the washington football team so um, yeah, I came out of nowhere, man. Which is crazy. Which is just crazy. Which good for yeah. good for him if he feels like I, I I'll miss him. I'll miss having him on um, ESPN. But um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was pretty good. Um, okay, let's hit the Clippers and then we'll get out of here. These are my guys, Go man. Ahead. They look good. 
no, I was. I mean, I was watching that game against OKC. Uh, what was it, last night? Mm-hmm. Uh, last night or two nights ago. Anyway, uh, they looked. It was last night. Yeah. Uh, all my days blend together, man. Uh, <laughs> but no, they looked fantastic. Uh, obviously, Paul George was a big story out of last night. Um, he kind of took over there in the, in the second half, and especially in the fourth. I think he ended up with like eighteen points in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think he had a season high. What was it thirty eight? Um, against OKC. Um, and they just they are starting to get to that point now where they're so comfortable with each other and everything that we kind of thought was possible after that hardened trade is kind of coming to fruition. Uh, Kawhi seems to have kind of found that gear again. He had a little dip, you know, he started the season off good. They had a little dip in the middle of the season last, you know, couple months, but uh, it seems like he's kind of back at that level uh, that, you know, that, that MVP, you know, best player in the, in the league talk level again, and he's oh, only yeah. going to be ramping up before the playoffs. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Harden just seems so comfortable now. It felt like the, the first couple games, I kind of had questions like, Hey man, like, you know, why aren't you shooting the ball a little bit more? Right. And he's not really being assertive. And I think he, it took him a little time to figure it out, but uh, I think the stat from yesterday night was that they're 23 and seven since November 7th, something like that. And yep. I mean, that is an unbelievable record to have. Uh, they are on a hot streak of just unbelievable proportions. And yeah, I mean, like I said, Harden is really meshing with the guys well. They have kind of the perfect bigs for him um, in Plumlee and Zubach. Uh, and yeah, when he's able to get space, I mean, he, he's the third option on that team, right? You know, it's Kawhi the teams are worried about. They're, you know, Kawhi and PG, the teams are really game planning for. Um, and so when you kind of have those three guys all on the court together, it just feels like they, it, it's hard to stop, right? Like, what do you do? And man, I mean, he's just so like smart with what he does. Uh, you can kind of use them. They, they use them in like a short roll situation and he always seems to make the right pass out of that. Uh, you can see when he makes, uh, you know, he doesn't even necessarily need to catch and shoot because he's such a good catch and driver. And then he's able to find another guy that's open, you know? And so when you got a guy like that, that's able to just kind of make smart plays playing alongside three stars, I mean, all of a sudden you got PG and Harden getting those open shots. You know, it's not man that's ending up taking most of those open shots. And so I think that's just been huge. They have the versatility. They can go small if they need to. Uh, They got Westbrook coming off the bench still. And he's, I mean, he's like the ultimate spark plug off the bench that you can have. A lot of easy baskets as well, like I was talking about with Indiana. I mean, these guys can run in transition. You know, when you got Westbrook out on the floor, these guys will run in transition. They will run you up and down the court and just get those easy free baskets, right? Uh, They got a lot of guys that can get to the line. Um, And it's just, to me, it feels like the perfect formula. And that's without even touching on the defense, because that defense, man, is unbelievable. I don't know who you attack, right? It's getting better. You attack. Um, man, maybe is the guy that you would attack, but I mean, man's a guy that has been their point of attack defender at times in the past, right? Against really good quick guards. He can, he's the guy that they turn to. Um, he's a little smaller. So maybe if you can get him on a switch, but then even if you switch that help is right there, you know? Um, and it's so hard to, to get in. You got to watch out. I mean, SGA had one play, I think in the fourth, they're already kind of, I think they were down by like nine or 10 at that point, but he was, trying to back down uh, on man who I think is a little smaller than him. He's trying to come back out and then backside there's Paul George, boom, steal. We're going the other way, you know? And it's like teams aren't going to be used to that, right? That 
is going to knock a lot of, especially some of the younger teams off balance, right? You got a guy like De'Aaron Fox that's going to have to deal with this, that kind of defensive pressure. I don't think they've dealt with that kind of defensive pressure in a playoff environment, right? You know, SGA, when he has to run into these guys in the playoffs and they're all game planning for you and they're going to shut you down for a game and you're, you know, two or 13 going into the fourth quarter, what do you do? Right. You know, and these guys all have the experience. They've all made deep playoff runs. We're talking, I can't even count how many uh, finals games they have between all of them conference finals games they have between all of them, you know? So we're talking about guys that have had a lot of success, right? Nobody else has won a chip except for Kawhi, but they have made a lot, a lot of deep playoff runs. They know how to play uh, in the playoffs in those situations and, I mean, again, like I said, they just have so many outlets when it comes down to who's not clicking, you can find somebody else, you know, somebody's going to be there. That's you know going to be able to pick up the slack for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that game against OKC, man, that's one of the more impressive performances that I've seen this season. Uh, OKC's had a lot of those performances against uh, other teams. You know, they beat up on the Nuggets. They beat up on Minnesota to see a team do that to them. It's, it's scary for sure. Yeah. Um, I think PG has benefited so much from it. The amount of just catch and shoot looks that he gets that he's able to knock down. This has been awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, Kawhi's back to, back to that guy. You, you see if you kind of take the offensive load off of him a little bit, he's able to, I mean, the SWAT that he had on SGA last night um, was some special stuff. And, yeah. you know, he is a guy that you can actually put on SGA that isn't going to get burned. And that's really few and far between. I mean, we've talked about this before this season. Like there are every, every year, it seems like there's a, there's a smaller, smaller and smaller number number of guys who can stay in front of some of these people like, like SGA or a jaw or even Dame, like Fox. um, Fox. Yeah. Like a Fox too. Um, And Kawhi is actually one of those guys who can. Um, And what you said about there's, you didn't actually beat him. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no weak, there's no weak link defensively, like really in their whole rotation anymore. Like it was Kennard. Um, he's gone. So um they've replaced him with 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 you know some of their other wings and um Tucker's barely played. They're he saving him. They could yeah. break they could break him for the playoffs um if they really want to go small. Zubots is going to miss some time, which I think will hurt them a little bit. But they do have Plumley and Tice who play who can play a similar role. So I don't, nice. I don't think it's yeah. Good. Tice has been a revelation too, man. Yeah, Tice is a good get. Good. Um, yeah. so I don't think it's I don't think that absence is going to hurt them too much. But then, like you said, like so much playoff experience between these guys, um, and I think they can get better defensively. You know, they're not they're not even in the top ten in defense right now, but their their offense is fifth, I think potentially you could see them being top five in both categories if things really break right which is which is gonna be insane um yeah i mean for some of those numbers i think if if you're gonna start looking at the end of the season i'm talking about from like the january to april numbers for some of these teams i think they're gonna be top five yeah and i think that like part of you is waiting for the other shoe to drop with this team because it is hard but we (laughs) have like usually when that's about to happen, we get some weird media stuff and they're in LA. So they're being covered like left and right. So there's not going to be a lot of stuff that slips through the cracks, maybe even more so than in Brooklyn. Like um, you don't have the Kyrie element. You don't have the KD element who's been unhappy. Like these are got like Kawhi is happy go lucky. Like PG mostly is happy go lucky. 
Westbrook yeah. is just happy. Westbrook at this point just wants to be a contender. He wants to win a title. Like he wants to win a title before he retires, man. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of these guys no are just yeah, the rest of these guys are happy to play in that system. They've got a top three coach. Um, it's gonna be hard to pick against them in the playoffs. Um yeah, and I'm glad that we were not the people that were trashing this trade because it's really worked out well. Um yeah. and I love Minnesota. I do. I wouldn't pick them against this team just because of the Kawhi factor. Um, it's some Denver is like the team. only team that I'm still comfortable with against the Clippers. Yeah, like that's like Cat, like because all the stupid shit that Cat does. I think okay, so he's got to fix that backup center problem. Um, I do because of Cat fix their backup center problem. They gotta. I mean, if they want to compete against these guys, they gotta fix a lot of problems. Yeah, I think they're still, and you know, they're they're young. We haven't seen them in the playoffs before, so the Clippers are peaking at the right time, or maybe not the right time. It's January, but um, you know, they're they're not. If they can avoid, it's huge for them if they can get a first, uh, a, like a home court playoff series. It's huge, it's huge for them to stay out of the play-in because, I mean, they were they were close to being that Suns team last year, and like, um, had us with with if, everybody. If Kawhi doesn't go down. They had us. And and Kawhi and PG are playing on back to backs this year. Like it hasn't been. It's been different. They just gave Kawhi that extension. Um, yep. PG is probably gonna get one somewhat soon. Um. They've got the new arena like next year. Everything's looking up. Um, and you know, Harden's oh, dangerous. Harden to sit right in. So it's been good. Yep. All right. I would be scared of the Clippers, man. All right. From the league on watch. Finals prediction right now. Go. Uh well, I mean, I can't pick up against them now, right? Uh well, yeah, okay. Well, we'll say Clippers and uh Clippers Bucks. And Giannis's heart is gonna get broken again by uh why? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I, let me think about this. Um, well, this is tough. Actually, East is kind of tough too. That that Warriors game, I know we talked about how like it didn't really mean anything for the Warriors, but it did kind of change my thoughts mm-hmm. to the Celtics and how much they sputtered out. I, and this was like a <laughs> month ago, so like people listening probably don't even remember this, but. The Warriors. Yeah. The last time the Warriors played a home game versus the Celtics, you go back and watch that game. Oh, what a game! Shot like sixty-five threes or something like that, and they just weren't attacking anyone. And we talked about it for probably like thirty minutes in our last episode. But Steph had five it? fouls. Yeah, yeah, Steph had the, the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, that made me. That made me like think, like, man, I could see this going <laughs> wrong again. So, um, yeah, I'm with. You. I think I'm with you on the Bucks, but. I do think if the Bucks play the Pacers, they could be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Boston has to play the Pacers, they're in trouble. I bet they I think Boston would, would do a little bit better just because of the guys they can put on Halliburton, but um like the Bucks, their defense has been bad and the Pacers are kind of the one team in the East where I think they like really, really take advantage. So I'm gonna go I'm still gonna stick with the Nuggets over the Bucks, but um Okay. I almost uh, went Nuggets. I almost did. I'm rooting for Kawhi. So. I'm rooting for Kawhi, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. I need that. I need to see it. And I think they – like, Doc was a very big factor of that Denver uh, Clippers, like, dynamic. And so I think without Doc, I think certain things change up a little. Well, his rotations were not good. At least in the bubble. Okay. We're, I don't even think Doc we, has we, any idea what spacing is. 
Yeah, if we keep going, we'll talk about the bubble for an hour. So we're just gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs>